Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Bill On today's Going In Raw News Beef we're going to talk about the latest on where SummerSlam will take place, The Rock buying the XFL. We review the worst pay-per-view ever, talk and shop a mania, and preview tonight's Raw. But first, news broke over the weekend that the WWE has plans for a new draft. Larson, what's in the news? What's in the news? Well, it hardly seems like it's been a year. It has been. It's been about 10 months since WWE held their last draft around the time SmackDown moved over to Fox. Oh, what a fun time that was, man. You had the the big robot from Fox Sports. Cletus, man. Cletus. Cletus. And then the USA team, like with Crisley in there doing the draft. That was fun times. Anyways, I'm sorry. That was fun. Anyways, yeah. So, according to Fightful Select, go subscribe to Fightful Select. Yeah. It's great. Uh, It sounds like WWE may have another draft in the works, but who knows when it'll happen. Fightful is reporting that, quote, a draft was originally set for the end of August before being moved to September. After it was set for September... It was moved to August, then back and forth again. Fightful also notes that they have yet to hear any concrete plans uh, for when the, what the drafts are draft is currently, uh, when it may happen, what brand may be involved. Only that, quote, plans have changed numerous times. That is a constant theme inside WWE. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, a little bit later because apparently today plans have been changing left and right. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is this is kind of mildly interesting, I guess. I mean, you know, you got to figure. One thing I read over the weekend was that Paul Heyman really was like when it came to the draft, him and who was in was was Bischoff like Bischoff didn't have anything to do with the SmackDown draft, the SmackDown end of things, did he? Yeah, that's weird. Think so. Don't because so. wasn't he the executive director at the time? I thought he was. I thought that he was. Might have been. It might have been towards the tail end of his tenure, though, too, because he wasn't yeah. there very long. Yeah, that could be. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Now with Heyman out of the picture, it'll be interesting. It's going to be basically Vince and Bruce sort of figuring out, you know, who, especially with the uh, some high profile, you know, wrestlers that are missing: Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns. Um, I mean, each of those are obviously on different brands. But then there's the potential that Seth Rollins might leave at some point to go, you know, be a dad or Mm -hmm. to help Becky Lynch prepare to be like parents and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, there's like, you know, 
I don't know. I get. Well, how do you feel like the 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 roster shake out now in terms of parity, in terms of being even? I think they actually shake out pretty decently. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the there, there's there's anything wildly uneven about how the rosters are, are shaped now. Um, how much of this delay and postponement and schedule changing has to do with hoping for fans to be back versus uh, just waiting enough time? You know, since the last draft to elapse before doing a roster reshuffle uh, again, who knows? I would suspect they would prefer to have draft episodes in front of fans. So you have, you know, someone come out, such and such has been drafted this brand. They come out, something happens, I guess. I don't know, maybe they have some NXT uh, aspect involved in it. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, right now it just sort of, I don't know. It, it seems like things are just... I don't know. I don't know how much like a draft is going to like, yeah, like when a new a new face shows up, there's nobody there to pop for it. There's but if no, you want to if you want to pop TV ratings, you, you build up to a draft and people are like, oh, who's going to go where? Well, let me ask you that. So like that's yeah, I, I am actually pretty pessimistic at this point that really anything can pop ratings. I just don't know what will do it like it's just. WWE without fans, especially like WWE's product, it's just it feels weird and like it just feels like it's the, they're in this black hole of like you know it's like yeah I can still be entertained by SmackDown I can be relatively entertained by a decent Raw uh, NXT still kind of feels the same I'm a big fan of NXT but they're filming at the same place and Full Sail is never like a big huge capacity place anyways. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it if it would pop ratings. Like it, it comes down to like you need decent stories. Well, I think it's a situation where you get you, you build it up, you have pop ratings for a week. You mm-hmm. want to tune in to see who's going where, but after that's all done, nothing's gonna be maintained. And yeah. it's not gonna be like going from one point eight to three. You'll go from one point eight to if they're lucky two. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be a substantial increase, and it's not going to be uh, maintained. But you know, the, the, they're looking for something to get the numbers up, even short term. Here in chat, the mayor Pete says, "Rock Austin and Mankind coming back and wrestling full time would pop ratings." Maybe. I was watching a, I don't know, somebody posted a clip of uh, there was a, a mixed tag match from the Attitude Era, The Rock and Lita versus Triple H and Trish Stratus, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was thinking to myself, I was trying to visualize, I was trying to visualize. What it would look like, those guys. Because I know you're a big fan of the empty arena match uh, mm-hmm. back in the day, like the 19- mm-hmm. I always hated that match. I always thought I always thought it was so bad because like of the lack of fans. And that's my point of reference for when I think, okay, what if this did happen back in the Attitude Era? What if they try to do this in the Attitude Era? And you just have Rock coming out there and, and Triple H. And back then, even more so than today the fans really were another character. Oh, yeah, you know? they definitely were. They definitely it were. It was like the enthusiasm was off the charts. Everybody brought signs. It was just they were part of the show. And I think, man, even with that level of talent, like the shows would kind of suck with the, the way it is now. You know, it's just it's just a crappy way to produce wrestling. Without, it's not ideal. Without no. you, just have to, you just have to get creative with it. That's your, you know, so that's why we see cinematic matches these days mm-hmm. them just trying to uh, get out of the rut of presenting wrestling as normal under uh, circumstances that are not normal yeah yeah so i don't know maybe maybe they're waiting for for fans maybe they're gonna do it like you said just to shake things up and and uh, maybe see what new matchups because yeah i understand it has been 10 months uh you know the matchup scene i mean one thing i think they really need to fix is their tag team division um 
they honestly should just like do the same thing they do with that that they do with the women is just have one tag across team brand, championship yeah, no. across brands. Like yeah. like and like SmackDown is a complete joke. You got the Usos, one of them's injured. You got uh, uh they never really treat heavy machinery as a tag team, even though I get no. the feeling that this Friday will probably get a match because yeah. the Miz Lucha and House thing. party or on and off on a far too regular basis. Um New Day, uh at least one of the members is 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 hurt. Mm-hmm. I've yet to hear anything whether Kofi is actually hurt or just taking time off. In kayfabe, Kofi is, and and Biggie yeah. obviously is on a singles run right now. Yeah. So, so. it's like, man, I, I kind of feel like they just need to do that, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um. So yeah, that'll be kind of interesting. Also, kind of interesting. Just today, before we went live, uh, Gary Cassidy from I believe he does sports uh, work for Sports Kita, mm-hmm. um, is uh, reporting that today's TV tapings are a total mess. What a surprise. He tweeted this out. From what I've been told, today's WWE Raw is apparently, quote, totally unprepared, and there's chaos from the top. Two shows are being taped when the first, with the first is changing on the fly while the second is still apparently incomplete. Apparently, there's a lack of leadership and a lot of stress due to the indecisiveness. I've been told, quote, the shows will happen and air, but there's no attainable goal of quality because everything is decided under the pressure cooker of it all coming down to the very last minute. Also, quote, one more exact quote, Vince's mood is described as volatile as a result of the indecisiveness and chaos of today. One last note there from the Wrestling Observer himself, Dave Meltzer seems to affirm this report, says, uh, tweeted this out, a quick note, this is accurate, very chaotic today. So let me get this right. Vince's mood is volatile as a result of indecisiveness. Well, who's being indecisive? He calls the shots. Uh, now, is he, is, is he indecisive because he's volatile? Or is he volatile because he's indecisive? It's a chicken and the egg. Uh, Gary Cassidy also tweets this out. He says, I should add, I've lost count how many consecutive weeks I've been told there's chaos, multiple rewrites, etc. going into Raw and SmackDown. And, of course, the show always goes on. However, the stuff I've been told about What's going on today seems even wilder than usual. Yeah, I mean, we've heard this before, but apparently in this case, it's even worse than it was before. This mm-hmm. is an absolute... It's it's Just start running some vintage footage and give us like an hour and a half of, of new stuff, man. I know. It's, it's... I know. Yeah, I don't I don't get it, man. I don't... I, I totally don't get it. Like, he's the guy. He's the guy. You know, like you, you you get the script from the writers, Bruce Pritchard, I'm assuming, sort of weeds out the ideas. I mean, I don't know yeah. how it goes down. I'm just assuming. Yeah, I mean, my understanding is they, you know, they have their writing staff and then they pitch ideas and the episode is written and then, you know, all goes through Bruce, I would assume. And then uh, once that's done, it goes up to Vince and Vince looks over, gives notes and goes back down to the creative staff and, you know, so on and so forth. That's my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, uh, or it gets to the point where Vince decides to start rewriting stuff himself, but uh, yeah, it's just the indecisive aspect of it is is interesting. Uh, let's uh, let's do this just for the sake of like talking about this right now. Let's do a raw preview now. All right, fair enough. There's some good stuff uh, that's at least previewed for the show. Well, also, who knows how much of this stuff will actually still happen? I know, I know. Uh, first up, will Oscar be out for retribution on Sasha Banks and Bailey? Next, how will Drew McIntyre respond to Randy Orton's attack? And next, so okay, those first two you could totally not know what's going to happen on Raw, like in terms of like 
You don't even they're need big to, enough. They're you big don't even, enough too. They could be anything too. You know, like yeah. Last week when you're watching this, you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, I wonder how Drew is going to respond to Randy Orton's RKO." Oh, yeah, those are the only two right now uh, listed, at least as of like maybe an hour ago on WWE.com on their official. Well, they didn't even have an official preview as of an hour ago. Mm-hmm. This, this was two. on this was on Twitter, wasn't it? MVP versus yeah. Apollo Crews. The next US two were on Twitter, yeah, and then also Shane McMahon is supposed to be on Raw. We'll see if that happens. I wonder what that's all about. Is he gonna announce the draft? Maybe. I don't know. I kinda I do feel like Raw has lacked an authority type figure and it kinda needs that. You know, dude, yeah, but I, I, don't, the, I don't I don't want Shane back in that role though. This is terrible. The show always becomes about him. This is so bad. You know what I was actually thinking this morning and I had to check myself. Hmm. I kinda miss the days when stupid storylines like, oh, somebody's gonna buy the WWE out from under Vince. <laughs> We're going on because it felt like you were part of a company. It felt like like yeah, no. more things were happening, and it wasn't just this weird, nebulous, lawless time where like nobody really was. It honestly feels like the wrestlers have been ditched by like the writers and the producers and the owners of the company. That's what it feels like whenever I watch. Like oh, Stephanie will happen to Facetime in. Oh hey, Sasha, you can't do that. Uh, so you're gonna have a match next week. Click. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's no, kind either. of a mess. No, Anyways, no, what do what do friendos think? I want to know if you guys want to see another draft. Do you guys think the rosters should be mixed and matched and moved around? Let us know in the comments below. Who do you want to see go to Raw Where? or SmackDown yes, or, NXT or NXT or move brands or stay or not? Yeah, who do you want to see go to main event? Who, who goes main event? Baron uh, Corbin should be the new figurehead of main event, Larson. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Speaking of uh, plans changing, more indecisiveness. SummerSlam. So over the last couple of weeks, we've heard uh, a bevy of rumors about where SummerSlam might take place. Would it be on the beach or on a boat somewhere in the Northeast? Uh, WrestleVotes has potential update on that ongoing saga, tweeting today that, quote, I've been told by two different sources over the weekend that the feeling is SummerSlam will be happening outside the Performance Center. Seems like WD found a location, northeastern part of the U.S. No word on if fans will be in attendance or not just yet. So Vince's desire was uh, a show where fans would be there, even a small yeah. number, yeah, outside of the Performance Center. That seemed to be his criteria. Um, I remember reading at some point last week that WWE, you know, they they held money of the bank on the roof of Titan Towers. Apparently, amongst their pr- production facilities, they have a ring set up as mm-hmm. well, um, which I think I read was used for the Firefly Funhouse match. Mm. So that's mm. a possibility because that is in the Northeast. Um, outside of that, I have no idea. Well, let's take a look. I'm going to look at my COVID tracker. Larson. Oh, yeah. Get your COVID let's tracker. Up. Where's the map? I want the map. They promised me a map, and then there's I don't see a map here. Hold on a second. No map for you, Steve. I know, right? I just This is a very spur-of-the-moment type situation here from the CDC. Let's see what they have to say. Hi, Stephen Larson. This is Dr. Fauci. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, and the, so the north, yeah, it's the, the northeast is a mess. Uh, but once you get north of uh, New York, like Maine would be perfect. There's a lot of open areas in Maine. Yeah, there's also not a whole lot of people. Right. Uh, but you know, you can, uh, you can fix that. You can bring people and fly people in. People uh, will show up. They'll come out from, uh, how far is it from, uh, from Boston to, I don't know, the, the Southern Maine. I don't know. 
Oh, oh, no. oh, I can zoom in. Cool. Hold on a second. You gotta uh, find the 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 county in Maine with the fewest cases. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so if you just go to okay, go to Augusta. No, go to go to where is this? Portland, Maine. Go to Portland, yeah. Maine. Go to Portland, Maine. All right. What is this? Cumberland County. Only 68 deaths, 2,000 cases confirmed. Yeah. There you go. Or Sacco. So what about Portsmouth? That's a... What is that? Where is that? What is the state? I don't know. This is New Hampshire? What is this? Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. Try that. And it's on the beach, too, early. <laughs> Or at least it's near the water. It's near the water. <laughs> it's near the choppy Atlantic waters. I know. The Perfect cold, for choppy SummerSlam. Atlantic on a rocky beach. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, they'll, they'll uh, pull anyways, something out of their ass. Speaking of rocks, The Rock bought the XFL. Uh, the recently bankrupt XFL has found itself new owner. He's set to make it the most electrifying football league in all sports. Sportico, Sportico. report. Reported today that, quote, the XFL has been sold to a group that includes former WWE superstar Dwayne The Rock Johnson, giving the bankrupt football league the kind of star power that many uh, that may draw even more non-sports fans. Johnson, an actor and producer who played college football at the University of Miami, the U, teamed up with Gary Cardinals, uh, Redbird Capital, to buy the league just hours before a planned auction was scheduled to begin. They paid $15 million, splitting it evenly. Uh, Johnson's partner or business partner, Danny Garcia, who is also his ex-wife, will be an equal stakeholder with him. The Rock took to Twitter to comment on the purchase, saying, quote, with my trailblazing partner, Danny Garcia and Redbird Capital, we have acquired the XFL with gratitude and passion. I built a career with my own two hands. We'll apply these calluses to our XFL brand. Excited to create something special for the fans. Uh, $15 million. That's interesting, I guess. That's cool. I mean, I guess he probably looked at, uh, number one, The Rock, just a, a complete household name mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he's verging on iconic status in American oh, yeah. pop culture. Um, and that, that legend will only grow. Um, so good for him. Hopefully he can do something cool with it. It seemed like the early results before pandemic seemed fairly promising, Larson. Yeah, they uh, you know the 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 change of presentation did a, a lot of good. The quality of the football was still really hit or miss week to week, team to team. Um, you know, I, I heard about some games that are actually pretty fun and pretty exciting. A couple yeah. I watched were uh, a major snooze fest mm-hmm. because the quality of play wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, but that's some of those things that af- as you move through the season or several seasons, in theory, you hone the presentation. Uh, you know, you, 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 you get a team and keep them together for a few seasons. They can develop together. The quality of play, in theory, should improve. Listen to this. This is, uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know, there's no segue here. Uh, yeah, that's interesting stuff. According to White Brownie, is this true? TNT what? programming alert, week of August 17th, through the NBA schedule, AEW Dynamite will make the following shifts on TNT. The Wednesday, August 19th episode will air on Saturday, August 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The Wednesday, August 26th episode will air Thursday, August 27th, so just a day later, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. The Wednesday, September 16th episode will air Thursday, September 17th. I had not heard that. That's interesting. 
This is according to White Brownie here in the chat, and uh, uh, he's he's a, he's a good friend of. So I'm assuming that's correct. But let's take a look here. Let's take a look at the uh, what the old Twitter machine has to say. Yeah. Uh, Let us see. Anything? Uh, I don't see anything yet. That'd be like the most boring joke in the world if White Brownie just made that as a joke. Oh, TNT set out a press release, according oh, wow. to White Brownie. Wow. Interesting. Interesting stuff. The, well, the 22nd, then, that'd be uh, the same day as TakeOver. Before Summer Oh, Slam. wow. All right. It's earlier in the day. Well, about an hour earlier. <laughs> Alex C says it was it'd be such a weirdly well planned out joke too. I know. Like he spent he has like a press release drawn up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, I was watching a lot of basketball this past weekend. I could tell. Oh yeah. Um Yeah, okay. Jorge D backing up White Brownies exclusive. There we go. Got our own little band of uh of wrestling journos here in uh in the thing. So that's interesting. Uh, anyways, let's see here. What's next? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now. All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. All right, man. Now is the time, Larson, when we get to talk. Talk and shop a mania. Uh, I watched it uh, live. You watched it today, correct? I watched most of it Saturday night. Oh, okay. Okay. Not live, after the yeah. fact. Yeah. And then watched uh, the re the last... I watched the main event, the Boner Yard match, uh, this morning. What was your big takeaway from Talking Shop Mania? It was pretty silly, but that was the point of it. Um, they marketed it as the worst pay-per-view ever. True. Uh, throughout the show, they kept on uh, referencing what a pile of garbage it was. Yeah. Uh, but again, that was the point of it. It was like a, an unwrestling show, you know? Yes. Yeah. It was like an anti-wrestling show. That's exactly they, what I was thinking while I was watching they took, it. They took all the spectacle out of it, made mm -hmm. fun of spectacle, mm -hmm. uh, took anything resembling a traditional wrestling match out of it. It was the closest thing I could think of to anything Friendomania would be. If we ever did a friendomania, it would closely resemble this. Um, the thing, one of the things that I really loved about it is that there were so many times 
where they were stationed. I mean, there's there's a bunch that I loved about it, but like in keeping with the low production value, I saw so many shots of action happening on a long shot, which is like a wide shot, right? Yeah. Where you could see camera people filming stuff that would be from angles far more interesting, and yeah. yet they never utilize those camera angles. There was a lot of uh, interlacing issues with the footage as well. <laughs> oh, that I didn't notice. Oh, really? It was bad. There was I a wonder, lot of interlacing. I didn't see that. I would have noticed that. I always notice that stuff. Really? That must have so been many. on your. That must have been on your stream, I guess, because I didn't. I didn't see that on mine. Yeah, there was a lot. Oh wow, that's a bummer. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get none of that happened on my stream. That's maybe it was maybe it was the live versus the uh, <clears throat> versus the rebroadcast. Maybe could I don't be. Know. Could be. Uh, so yeah, so it kicked off with uh, like a really bad bat, but like an intentionally bad battle royal. Um, what was your? We'll just, we'll just do this. What was your favorite thing of the whole thing? Because it's got to uh, be Carl Anderson and Maria dancing, right? That was great. Uh, the chemistry between uh, Carl and Gallows and Rocky was really, they were funny together. And Chavo as well. And Chavo was pretty funny. The thing that may have popped me the most because it was so pitch perfect in terms of what it was representing was the 80s Russians. When they came out with a lower third in the, in the timing of their announcement, yeah, man, I just laughed because the presentation with the change and everything, I don't get when you know there was uh, 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 people that were doing the Russian gimmick in the 80s. Seemingly in the NWA, if that was your gimmick, you had the chains. And I don't know mm -hmm. why. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. I still don't understand why. But yeah. like the presentation of it, the name, everything about it, just, I don't know. That's, that made me laugh a lot. Uh, I loved the spot in the, what was the, the big fella's name in the Battle Royal? Oh, Freight Train? Yeah, Freight Train. I loved the, the, the first bit with him. He comes in and everybody just runs at him. And he just, the most lazy way possible, puts his hand on their back and sort of guides them as yeah. they, like, flip themselves yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. The stuff with uh, Carl Anderson and Maria killed me. The line, uh, I'd F Mike to get to Maria. <laughs> uh, I thought that was good. I thought his extended dance sequence was hurt with her was hilarious. I liked the... Uh, the Boneyard match was hilarious The because uh, it was so long. It was so dumb. And you have, like, that fake AJ hand sticking yeah. out of the dirt. Uncle Alan, <laughs> Carl yeah. Anderson looks like he's like, oh, Uncle Alan, Uncle Alan, why didn't you save us in New York? Why didn't yeah. you save us? I know you tried, and that's why you went to the other show. <laughs> that yeah. Oh, my God. There was a lot of funny stuff. All the, all, all, the, all the crap talk during the main event was really funny between uh, Gallows and Anderson. There's a lot yeah. of details that were that were really funny. The presentation was was basically amateur, but again, that was the point. Just the just the uh, the the commentary throughout the show, just cracking up over how stupid it was. Mm -hmm. I loved um, <laughs> asking Teddy Long getting on Penzer for not for having a dirty shirt on. Yeah, that that stuff made me laugh. I don't know, man. I thought it was I thought it was so much fun. I think nobody in wrestling says mother effer the way Gallows does mm -hmm. as as Sex Ferguson. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Why'd you hit me in my dick? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you didn't have to hit me in my cock. I know. Oh god, that was What was the line stuff. he says uh your 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 ball smell like tuna fish? <laughs> yeah, that was that was just hilarious, man. 
Yeah, the uh, the edit uh, Jorge D has. Yeah, I want I want Chad to talk about it because like like it's hard. Like I didn't write any notes for this stupid thing. No, I didn't either. Uh, Jorge D says uh, the swoggle edit made him look like he was coming off the top rope, and they just ripped into it. They're like, "Who edited yeah. this crap?" Yeah, I know. That was hilarious. White Brownie's asking me to check my Twitter. I'm assuming this probably has to for do that with press release. Yes. Breaking breaking news. Breaking news. Here we go. Oh, yeah, look at that. Wow. Yep. Oh, that'll be interesting. Got to throw off our whole routine. Yep. TNT. So, at the end, though, uh, Chad, too bad, um, uh, defeated Sex Ferguson to retain mm-hmm. the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, shoveled some, some dirt on his front area. A bunch mm-hmm. of fireworks went off. And uh, they tease maybe another show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony brings up the Chavo versus uh, Chico match in, in uh, Gallo's uh, basement gym. That was pretty fun. I, I did think it was funny when they had uh, Enzo come out and deliver just the most intentionally lackluster promo. Because <laughs> like, it's literally the the opposite of what like we're used to with him. In his normal voice. In his, in his, yeah, voice. yeah, exactly. In his normal voice, exactly. And the the punchline is, I, I knew I was going to lose money in this trip, and I, I sure I sure as hell did. <laughs> or AD says, how can we forget about the appearance of the legend Stang? Heath Slater as Stang. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. And they had like a sort of a uh, being the elite esque flashback mm-hmm. to contract mm-hmm. negotiations with the. Uh, that was that was really fun to see. Then. Well, I thought the the bit. As I mentioned with the the 80s Russian bit, the whole larger packaging of that about kind of poking fun and nostalgia in wrestling was actually kind of entertainingly done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had Willie Mack in there dropping stunners and all that. It was that was actually pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh yeah, so that was good stuff. Let us know what you guys thought about talking shop a mania in the comments below. Uh and you know what I loved about it the most though is that like everybody in the wrestling world was talking about it like Randy Orton, but like right before I was going on air, said, "I hope this piece of shit like you know burns and cra- crashes and burns." But he yeah. used the hashtag, so he's obviously just trying to help them promote it. Everybody yeah. was you know just talking so much crap about it, trying to get people to tune in and how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the the hour and a half headlock from the Nature Boy. Oh yeah, Paulie, <laughs> Paulie, yeah. Um. Gary MacArthur here in chat says, going to the hospital tomorrow for some cancer bullshit, then a week of isolation. Wish me luck. Good uh, luck, Gary. Best of Gary. luck, Gary. Best of luck. Best of luck. Uh, with that said, why don't we go ahead and start uh, answering some of these questions. Or you want to do some mail? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. I have a ton of mail sitting here that I've had from pre-pandemic. Is there anything pre-pandemic. from uh, Doug Kokel? Because I know uh, he said he has sent us some stuff. So if you got something from Doug Kokel. Give me one moment, and I'll go right. find out. Don't Steve's go got to go to the mailroom. I'm going to go to the mailroom. So the I guess while you do that, I, I can I can start answering some questions while you get while you get to that. Of course, you can submit questions for uh, our Monday mailbag on our Twitter. Whenever you see the thread go up with Kevin Board or Kevin Board, Kevin Nash whiteboard uh, uh, gif. You know it's time for questions. First up from Anthony, seeing uh, Dwayne by the XFL today. And just seeing how insanely beyond wrestling he's grown, is there, is there or can there ever be another talent that becomes as big or close to as big as he's become after leaving the business? I mean, like, John Cena's got the potential. I think Becky Lynch does, too. Um, 
you know, it's it's about getting opportunities, capitalizing on those opportunities. And, uh, you know, The Rock's ascent to the top of Hollywood wasn't overnight. It took a long time. It took a lot of opportunities, and eventually it took him really getting into the Fast and Furious franchise when uh, he became essentially a top movie star in the whole world. Um, but it didn't happen overnight, so it's going to take time. But, yeah, I think Cena could do it. Becky could do it. The clock is kind of ticking on Cena, though. The, the, his, yeah. his appearance in the in the in the Fast and Furious franchise is really gonna. That's gonna. Yeah, I mean that's what did it for The Rock. I'm not gonna say it's a make or break by any stretch of the imagination, but it is gonna be at the very least. If that's not like a kicking off point, I don't know what could be. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right, so uh, local Doug Kokel. Yep. Should have brought a little knife in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, some people are asking about the date of the 24-hour stream. I figure you and I can talk about it after the show today and get that ironed sure. out sure. so we can start. Patrick Sparks, uh, associate wrestlers with sandwiches. What wrestler reminds you of a ham sandwich, chicken salad, peanut butter and jelly, etc.? Otis is a ham sandwich. Otis is a ham sandwich. Otis is a ham sandwich. Who's a delicious, delicious on sourdough with four types of cheese, grilled cheese. Who's the cheesiest wrestler? A steak sandwich is Baron Corbin. Because mm-hmm. he has successfully associated himself with steaks on his social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheesy. Oh, that's a good one. I feel that. Jorge D says the New Day are peanut butter and jelly. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids love it. Very colorful. Who's super cheese? What about uh no? Um I don't know, I'm having trouble with that one. Chicken salad. You think I made for chicken salad? Uh Brock Lesnar. Because isn't he the guy who said uh turn chicken shit into chicken salad? Or at least oh, it, sure. like he, he had said that on air once before. It was on a ten sure. point, I think. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so uh, uh, Doug uh, taught himself how to crochet with YouTube, and so uh, he he included in this with some scarves, some coasters, and some ear savers for face Ooh. mask ear loops. Cool. Look at they got some coasters here. Cool. Look at that. That's so well, nice. Great. This makes me wish it was like winter time. Because it looks so cozy. Look at that. Got a little scarf right here. Oh, man. That's cool. That's cool. Look at that one. It's like a slow wolf pack. That's very That's going to cool. be mine. That's going to be mine right there. That's cool. Oh, look. It's got the... For the masks. That's so cool. Right there. Oh, this guy... This is like Constructicon colors. Which one is it going to be for you, though? A slow wolf pack or Constructicon? There's a bunch of stuff going on here. Well, oh, you yeah. and I each get a Constructicon. Oh, cool. But then over here we've got Slow Wolf Pack. You get purple and teal. All right, fair enough. There you go. I guess I'll be the team colors for uh, the Sacktown Coldwater. If I were to get that up and going on uh, in NBA. Are the Charlotte Hornets still a thing? Yeah, they are. Weren't they this colors? Yeah. Didn't they, didn't they add purple in their, in their stuff? Yeah, that's right. Purple and teal. Well, you can rip them off. 
maybe easy. Uh, thought of one of the best ideas ever with fans at the Rumble not looking the best. I guess the prospect of it. How about a cinematic Royal Rumble? What would it look like, and who are the early favorites to win each one? Uh, okay, who, yeah, who is the favorite to win the Rumble? God, we're only five months out. I mean, you think it got to be like, I'll go with Big E. Mm. I'm going to say good. Big E's singles good. Uh, uh, run is going to be successful, and he's going to win that the Rumble. good. I like that. I like that a lot. This I got this piece of mail here from Carmen Childers. Should do you think the rumble should be cinematic? I guess why not? I would say yeah. I would I would be down for that. Uh short of them trying to find a way to do it really creatively rather than how they've been doing a lot of the cinematic efforts of late, which are just kind of brawls captured and on slightly better cameras. Well yeah, but the last time there was a a, a cinematic with the same what? sort of like no, that was, it was a money in the bank thing, but also yeah, that, that was, that, like that, the that was a one. much larger space to work with. Royal Rumble kind of has to be in a ring because the whole rule is you toss someone out. You know, it's cinematic. You do what you want. I'm down for it. I mean, it's, dude, it's going to be one year. I Alex Foster, like if you guys ran a wrestling promotion, how would Vince, Tony Khan, and others describe it? I doubt any of them would recognize the genius of Mecha Santa. They'd probably see fun wrestling, and Vince would be like, "What's this early '90s bullshit?" Uh, so Carmen Childers says, I've been a huge fan from the Machinima days and just wanted to send a small token of appreciation for the many hours of laughter you two and the friend over us have supplied. Carmen Childers. And it is a signed picture of Dr. Wagner Jr. Oh, cool. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. I'll put it up on the thing back there. Uh, Fear and Loathing asks, you see that Melser is reporting you're going and Rob Partner signed a huge deal to co-host a podcast with Hulk Hogan. Uh, called uh, You Got Me Brother how do you react to this news so I open up Twitter and I wake up in the morning and Melser saying that Steve here signed a huge lucrative deal to host the new podcast uh, podcast me brother with Hulk Hogan yeah. how do I react how do you react to that one um, I'd be like so what's the deal you still have uh, time to do, do our stuff you were like no this is making me way too much money why would I bother with this <laughs> number one I would never say that uh <laughs> Uh, I would do that, by the way. I would totally do that. Uh, and if I said, yeah, this is making me a lot of money, but uh, we'll figure something out. I'll, uh, it'll be like Murder, She Wrote, that season mm -hmm. where she focused more on like her friends than her. So I would do a pre-recorded uh, uh, thing. Because let's face it, the Hogan thing's not going to last forever. So I'll no. be back. I'll be back. Uh, but, you know, that's going to get us a lot of exposure, drive a lot of traffic to the channel, Make me personally a lot of money, and uh, and yeah, that's 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 it, mattress man. That's happening. All right, well, if, if the flip uh, happened, that I was the one who was hosting it, how would you react to that? I would be like, "That's rad!" Like you know, give it your all, whatever you need from me, uh, you have. I'm 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 I could I could I take on whatever challenges are in front of me. Nick. Two questions. One, with the rumors of the dra draft happening or supposedly taking place in October and November, should WB include NXT or just stick to Raw and SmackDown? And also, would you guys do Quizlemania's new cinema quiz show if invited? Thanks, Brenda. So I'll, I'll answer the second part first. If this was like five years ago, heck yeah. Um, I do not keep up with movies as much as I used to. 
Um, so I, I, I feel like I would go on there and potentially embarrass myself. Yeah, we do the same thing on Quizlemania. Of course we're going to do it. Sign us up. Absolutely. Well, I would, we went to I would film do it school. because good, but yeah, I don't really feel that confident in, my, in, in how well I would do. Uh, should NXT be involved in the next WB draft? Heck yes. Yeah, of course. I think that'd be awesome. Absolutely. I mean, I think you and I are of the same opinion that we feel like NXT should be considered properly a third brand. Like, I don't think they do. I don't think they do at all. Um, and that bums me out. I think that they had it right at Survivor Series. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we're this, you know, uh, we might be younger, or we might be newer, but we can compete on any level. And mm-hmm. they just went back. They immediately following that, they reverted. It was it was terrible. I was not happy about that. Um, JB, the rocker here, uh, chimed in with 100 bits. Thank said, you. Been a f- been a fan for nearly four years and have loved every podcast you guys have done. You guys inspired my cousin and I to do our own wrestling podcast. Thanks for the laughs and keep up the great work. Cool. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Cool. Uh, Blake Elizondo. What would the Firefly Funhouse match have been if it were 2010 Cena in the match? There would have been as much stuff to work with. There's a whole decade of, of John Cena mythology that allowed him to do it. I mean, in 2010, that was the year he single-handedly buried the nexus um yeah i, so, agree I, mean, with I guess that. you could have done something about that and in bray formerly known as husky harris could have involved that in some capacity l hi steven larson which wrestlers do you think should cross over to the xfl who would be the coaches and it just says here mongo perfect perfect mongo mcmichael keen mind um who could so Oh, here's a coach for you. Uh, we don't see him much in the wrestling ring. Uh, he used to play football. Titus O'Neil. Oh, yeah. Have yeah, him be a good. coach. That'd be good. I would actually would prefer they shift some commentary over to the XFL. So give me, like, give me Morrow and Nigel McGinnis together <laughs> as a team. And Nigel's, like, you know, maybe not as up to date or as knowledgeable on American football as he is on say professional wrestling. Yeah. So, you know, he'd be like calling, you know, like tackles, he'd call them spears instead. <laughs> there you go. He'd there be trying go. to like figure out like, Oh, what you know, he'd be like applying rugby logic to football to American or, football or, or soccer or football, rules. football, European rules, football. Yes. Yeah. Yes. World, yeah. Whatever it's called. Uh, Dominic Malnar, what is one thing that AEW can improve on? I think the debuts have been lackluster, especially Matt Cardona's. It doesn't seem like a huge deal. No big impact, just beat up some jobbers, hug Cody, and then commercial break. Yeah, I've heard that sentiment echoed. I think that that debut was perfect for a person of his caliber. Um, I just, I'm really I, disappointed this women's tag thing is not apparently going to be on Dynamite. Yeah, but... I want to see the quality of the wrestling before I make that particular judgment call. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people being shoved together with no idea if there's any chemistry. No, I understand. They're all that. pulling from that. a wide pool. I'm not sure. Like, if the wrestling is like outstanding, then yeah, they should be putting it on dynamite. If they have like veteran wrestlers that are teaming together, then and 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 tagging against each other. Um, that we know can put on a good match and put a couple of them on dynamite. That being said, you know, 
who's Tanera Conti is teaming up with uh, um, Anna, Anna J. Jay, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that match is going to look like. And I'm not trying to crap on anybody. It's it's the same thing to me. It's the same thing as why you're having more developmental wrestlers on Dark. It's because the it's flat out wrestling ain't going to be that good. It's going to be serviceable. They're learning. Yeah. But the wrestling ain't going to be that good. Do you want that on national TV? You know? There's Hopefully a reason we'll, why it's on we'll, we'll at least get maybe the finals or semifinals on Dynamite or, or, or all out. I'd be surprised if the if, if if the finals weren't on on Dynamite. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. Uh, forever, th. What is the biggest match WB can do realistically before the end of 2020? What is the biggest match they could do realistically? So I mean, dude, the end of 2020 is still four months away, well, five mm-hmm. months away. Um. Well, it's got to be Sasha versus Bailey in terms of actual storylines going on. That's true. That's true. I would think anything that involves Roman Reigns coming back, mm-hmm. um, if if things are safe by December, then that's that's probably the biggest thing they could do. Yeah, this is from a, a dragon with Scott Steiner's Shoney's closed down. Yeah. What do you think he will do now? I just hopefully wait it out. I know that like uh, one of the local. Uh, eateries here in town, Annie's. They closed down too. Um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping they just when things op- reopen, you know, whenever that's going to be, when things are safe, they're able to get back on their feet. You know, I mean, it's it's a bummer. So much of that stimulus money evidently has been going to places that really don't need it, and the nope. places that do need it aren't getting it. So yep. that's a, that's that's. I mean, I can't say it's necessarily surprising, but goddamn, that's it's such a, a drag that it's the system works that way. Uh, Rasslin Graham, since we're more than halfway through 2020, do you have any predictions to match the absurdity we've seen this year? Man, I don't even want to start. I no. want it all to be boring again. <laughs> I want just normal, normal stuff again. That's normal what stuff. I want. Uh, yeah. Lord Ziffer, should Big E go for the Intercontinental title first in a singles run or go straight to the Universal? Why? Why? Why choose when he can have both? Uh, goes for both at the same time. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, have him go the the intercontinental first. Should be like, dude, his singles run should be like career mode. Mm-hmm. You know, just go. You go for the first one, then go for the next one. Dalen Dula, today you awoke in an alternate uh, timeline where everything is identical, except that the creative directors of Raw and SmackDown are Neil Breen and Tommy Wiseau, respectively. Which wrestlers are thriving in this environment, and which show is putting out a more entertaining product? Why does Neil Breen sounds familiar? It does, but is that I a don't British know. name? So that's an American filmmaker. Dude, I don't. Yeah, never mind. I don't know. Is he just like a real? <laughs> okay, wait a second. No, I'm starting to know. Who, I'm starting to remember who this guy is. I think I've heard about this guy before. He's so like, okay, so people are saying he's just famous for making awful movies. Like he's the other Tommy Wiseau. Um, I mean, I've only seen bits and pieces of The Room. Same here. And the thing about Tommy Wiseau that I'm not sure about this Neil Breen character. Tommy Wiseau, he, he's he got camera charisma. 
He does. He's got that. Like if he has nothing else, he has that weird face, and then he talks weird. Um. So yeah. Uh, it would be, oh. be it would be Tommy Wiseau SmackDown then to be the probably the more entertaining show. I agree. Uh, Maggie here just used uh, Maggie Rita just used a hundred bits uh, to ask about the poster that she sent us, and I do have it. I'm going to go to the mailroom. Oh, there you go, Greg Morris. Oh, this question's for you. I'll wait then. Uh, Dusty Ballskin, isn't it crazy how back in 2016 Raw was a show no one wanted to watch, and everyone loves SmackDown, but now in 2020 the roles are reversed. What do you think caused this to happen? It's changed like that a couple times over the it years. It does. It changes all over the, all over the place. Uh, what uh, causes it? I think that uh, creative it's, priorities. It's, it's just the ebb and flow of who's doing creative where and what storylines they're focusing on. Like the whole Pretty time much. when Shane McMahon was seemingly the whole focus of SmackDown, it Boy, brought down the whole show. That was unbearable. You know? And before that, it was pretty good. Yep. Greg Morris, Steve, you're an alien. You need to cool. steal the top five. Or sorry, you need to steal the talent of five wrestlers like Space Jam. Who do you pick? Larson. You pick one wrestler to tag with four Looney Tunes. Who goes over in a Survivor Series match? So essentially, I need to find the 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 the, the Michael Jordan of wrestling. So um, I guess I'll take I'll take I'll take John Cena. John Cena. What? John Cena would be great, by the way, in a Space Jam movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but for wrestling, what was my charge again? What am I supposed to? You do? are an alien. Need to steal the talent of five wrestlers. Oh, wow. I would steal the talents of. Uh, well, I'm assuming they have to be like relevant today. I would. Uh, I would probably just take like the most powered up guys. I would take. Uh, 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 Keith Lee. I would take uh, the fiend because he's got weird supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. Take Randy Orton. Uh, I take uh, Roman Reigns, and I would take uh, oh Oscar. There you go. Uh, Nick Shive, if you were given the chance to merge all three tag divisions on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, what are the first tag team feuds you're booking? For able to do what now? You merge all the tag divisions in WWE. Oh, what is the first feud you book? Okay, but we, but the caveat is available now. Yeah, like New Day's not available. Era, Usos. Undisputed, Undisputed Era versus New Day would be tops. Yeah, uh, I would go with. Uh, you know what I would do? I would still do Undisputed Era, but I'd have them feud against Cesaro and Shinsuke. That'd be good. I think that'd be really good. That'd be good. There's a lot of tissue on this one. Uh, let's see here. Sean, what wrestlers would fit most if they were ah, put in? Ah, look at this. That's tight. Oh, that's cool. The money in the bank. That's super cool. When Oscar's falling. Thank you so much, Maggie. Thank you so much. Put this on the wall. Uh, Sean asked what wrestler would fit most if they were put in a GTA world. Uh, I'm going to say Rich Holland. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's not a bad answer. That's a good answer. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, 
Tim Morris has an interesting question here. With Carl Fredericks being known as a lone wolf on New Japan, create a cross-promotions slow wolf pack. You got Baron and Carl Fredericks uh, with the WWE and New Japan spots. Who would be the lone wolf representative for all from all the wrestling and impact? Who's the be, lone uh, wolf? That's be Adam Page then. From uh, I, well, no, he was a drinking buddy. I, yeah, dude, I would have thought that before, but he's just really into drinking buddies now. So then I would think I would think Pack, but then he, he was in a faction too. You know what I would say is so this totally does and doesn't make sense, but I'd say Lance Archer. I know he's got Jake, but Jake is just sort of his mouthpiece. Adrian C says Darby Allen. Darby Allen just kind of does his own thing. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. What about an impact? Oh, well, being the impact expert here of the two. Yeah, obviously. That's why, that's why I defer to you. Uh, be probably Moose. You know, that dude is such a lone wolf. He just created his own division with the TNA Heavyweight Championship there title. There you go. Oh, uh, there you go. That's actually a good one. Haha Jackson says Ed Edwards for TNA. He was the, the American wolf. Yeah. That's what they call themselves, yeah. Uh, NJWP, what wrestler would you want to cook your favorite dish for you? Uh, Grand Metalik would cook some enchiladas for me because that sounds delicious. Uh, Baron could cook me a bone in filet. Wow, that'd probably be hella good. Yeah, or, yeah, man. if I were to go the ribs route, it'd be Baron with the ribs. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. That's a good one. Andy Godwin, given the illogical and frustrating booking that Bruce has brought to the table, does it make being positive about the product harder each week? Um, I, don't, I haven't Dude. really minded it. I just don't feel like there's huge stakes and nothing seems like it's must-watch, you know? You reference back to the days when WWE was, you know, Vince is worried about someone buying the company out from under him and, and these, you know, huge storylines that seem to impact more than just participants involved. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, to a certain extent, I appreciate that everything is kind of a bit more grounded now to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It just sometimes it just feels a bit mundane. So I saw you. You're right. I I was watching a clip because it was like the anniversary of uh, the 20. I guess it would have been 2016 draft. When when was Finn called up? Mm-hmm. 2016. Right. Yeah. And that first raw and how big it felt. Because of what you're talking about, the stakes involved, you know, they were debuting the new title. Um, they had that little mini tournament and Finn mm-hmm. Balor beat Roman Reigns and it was like a big deal. Yeah. And it's like, I just want that again. And I don't know, maybe you do need, I mean, for it not to play out in front of fans, it just doesn't feel as important. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of it for me is that, and I think that's one thing that AEW has been able to do, I think a little bit better is that with the space that they're using, that kind of stuff does, it just feels more important when they're, you know, when, when, when matches are made or when championships are are decided or whatever, like, I don't know, like it, it doesn't really feel that off from when there's fans. I mean, it does, but it kind of doesn't also, Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's their presentation just works more for me in accepting that these wrestlers are all in like a world that matters. Yeah. Cause when there's no fans there, it's almost as if it doesn't matter. And I don't know. I honestly don't know if they could make it feel like it matters 
without fans being around, you know? I just, I don't, I don't know. I have such a strong association with, like, the fans being there and, like, like, the, the, the fact that fans are able to, like, determine to a degree some storyline ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Like, Sasha and Bailey. How do we know at this point that they wouldn't have been broken up because the fans would be so behind like the fans cluing in to like Sasha looking at the at at, at Bailey's yeah, title, yeah, 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 and them starting like the fans coming around to certain storylines. The fans can carry that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I don't. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. It is. It is. It is. That's what I got. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it tonight. We'll be coming to you live right here at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson for our raw review. It goes up on YouTube right after that. So yep. uh, stay tuned for that. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because... It can bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.